welcome back to the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, what's going on? A lot. Scotty's back in North Carolina. Woo. I don't know what else he means by a lot. That's all I'm aware of. Uh, yeah, it just school started back down here. That's 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 a lot in a week, all right? No, totally fair. I've I've um, also four days of school. Also, respect. We both had busy weeks. I've been packing up my life. I, my all of my stuff gets taken from me on Monday, which is great for an entire week, which is thrilling. But it's fine. It's fine. Let's get into the worst topic of the week, which is in fact the Yankees. We got one win, but. At what cost? Um, let me grab my notes here to see what I've got. Um, I mean, the first big thing, and Scotty made a post about it on our Instagram, if I'm going to plug it there. It's one of, and I sent it to Scotty and I said this too. <laughs> Disgusting. I just caught right into the mic. <laughs> Sorry. Um, arguably Scotty's best work to date. Thank you. Thank you. Like, best work to date. About Everson Pereira, I, we always say this wrong. Did you hear it on the? I did not. I did not because and I was in I, class when I was watching it. So I did hear it, and I did not even decide to book how to say it. Outfielder Everson Pereira, who's our number three prospect, and Oswald Peraza both got called up on Monday. Personally, I think that this is late. This was. The Peraza move was a month late. Hello. Yeah, sorry. It just this is the first time it started, it just started downpouring here. So that's oh, fun. Um, literally out of nowhere. It was 90, 10 minutes ago. I think the Peraza move would have made the most logical sense the second we put Josh Donaldson on the IL. Yeah. But now that I guess we're pretty much looking at a sinking ship. I guess that's when they decided to to make the move. Um, we also, on Tuesday, re- well, actually, scratch that. What are your thoughts on on the two of them being pulled up? I know, per- but yes, we both love Peraza, but we've always known that Peraza is a major league talent. This is Pereira's, like, first time up. Like, what are... What yeah, you- I mean, I think it's it's a point where it's like, okay, Finally, we did it. I'm not somebody who was like, oh, we should have done this forever ago. Because honestly, Pereira was doing very good in the minors. But I do, I think he was major league level dominating the minors. I don't think so. But it still doesn't hurt to bring him up with what we're at right now. And at the same time, he's, he's a legit left fielder. Which is the first one we're having in 14 years, it feels like. Literally. Literally. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't correct me if I'm wrong. Pereira started this year at double A, correct? Yes. Yeah. With that move, it is very exciting. Jason Dominguez moves up to triple A in his first triple A game. He went like three for four or something with like yeah. hard, hard hit. So that's also something, you know, that probably with the Yankees work we'll see in six years. Um but and I think it's upsetting because in my opinion, I mean, not that I haven't thrown the towel in, but I felt like this call up is them clearly throwing the towel in because it's like, okay, let's get them their 
major league like debuts now so they have like the willies out for next year yeah um along with call-ups and moves around on tuesday carlos rodon returned from the 15-day il um that's when they officially made the moves with peraza and Pereira. they also dfa'd greg allen and placed billy mckinney on the 10-day il with left lower back spasms Honestly, all good moves. We got better. Yeah. We didn't. R.I.P. Greg Allen. Cool. But he wasn't doing anything for us. No, no. Um, but it's just we're right back in the same place we were last week with one extra win under our belt. Um, Ben Rodovit did hit a home run, so he's like actually like super real. I don't know yeah. if he's done that yet, but I, I did see that. But, right, we lost nine games in a row. We dropped the first game to the Nationals, which was the longest losing streak for the club since 1982. But then, oh, I don't know if you saw this fact. Sorry. When Pereira, Peraza, and Volpe all started, it was – the first time in franchise history that three people on the major league lineup were born in the 2000s. Which is cuckoo wacko. And honestly, for it to be the Yankees is even more cuckoo wacko. Yeah. Yeah, because like, if it was like, I'm trying to think of like, if it's like the Orioles or like, like a team that's so clearly young. I'm surprised the Orioles didn't get that, but I guess... Uh, I think it's the first time in Yankee franchise history, not the first time. Oh, across all. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Because it was posted on Talking Yanks. I think it's just in regards to the Yankees. I think I think that we have been beat to that, um, by many other people. But right, so we lose the ninth in the row, and then the next night we win a great start from Sevi. Gives up, I believe, no runs, correct, in his start? Um, Yeah, I think no runs. And Aaron Judge decides to remind everybody that he is the best hitter on the planet. He missed 54 games through injury and is still his fifth in the AL with home runs. And you'd imagine, I mean, we'll get to it later, that Shohei's pace is going to be affected. Right. I know that it's not, I know it's clearly affecting his pitching, but I'd imagine there's no way he's going to swing as well with this. And we'll have to get to that. Yeah, true. You're right. You're correct. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, but Aaron Judge hit four home runs in five at-bats between Wednesday and Thursday, including a grand slam. But... Correct me if I'm wrong. The only other person who got an RBI in Wednesday's game was like maybe Anthony Volpe, right? Because he had he had a grand slam, which is four, yeah. a solo, which is five, and I believe the other one was also a solo. So, yeah. So he made six of the Yankees' seven runs. Very difficult to maintain. Um. 
It was the first three-run home run game of his career. Did you? I don't know why. I'm going to say I don't know why, but also I'm going to follow it up with that. I love that they continue to do this. I don't know why reporters always go to Kyle Higashioka after games, just because, like, clearly I know he's catching, but, like, how much are we getting from him? Did you hear what he said when someone was like, what did you say to Judge after uh, he hit his uh, his third home run? He goes, everyone remembers their first time. (laughs) 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 And that was from... That wasn't from crazy spring training Higashioka. That was like at some point last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was that was no, that was that was could have even been 2020. Cuz like cuz I know he had a wild game versus the Toronto Blue Jays at their minor league yes, stadium. Yes. Yes. Don't just, remember like, if that like, was a 3-run game or not. He just like gets these like random pockets of just being ridiculously good offensively. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, he becomes he becomes Barry Bonds for a game every seven weeks, <laughs> or all of spring training. And you're like, and spring oh, training. Yeah, no, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then he does what he does did today, where he hit a beautiful double to right center field, and then Volpe hits a ground ball to C.J. Abrams at shortstop, and Higgy runs to third base, and it's like we 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 fight this back and forth of we'll be really great or we'll do good things. Let's not even put great out there. We'll do good things. And then the boneheadedness pulls out again and it's frustrating. Yeah. Like today we were winning. I thought we had the game in the bag. Yeah. Okay. We had a few little base running blunders between, like I just said, Higgy, Running to third on a ground ball to second. Peraza got picked off. Uh-oh, Scotty just made a face. I made a face because I was I was right. <laughs> oh no, it was it was I uh, I wasn't right. Uh it was 2020 when Higashioka had his three home run game, but it was home versus Toronto. Ah oh my god, that would have been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um right, but we had a decent amount of offense today that we were able to get around, you know, a booted ground ball by Volpe, or we should have, sorry, correction, should have been able to get around the mistakes that were made. But Scotty, who came in and blew it for the second time this week? Tommy Kaylee. Tommy tight pants. Our guy. But the thing is, this is, and I'm obviously like, he needs to perform better, right? Blah, blah, blah. How much of this can we also chalk up to the contagion of baseball? Like, how contagious is energy and performance in baseball, right? Yeah. Like, is it? It's. I mean, that's that's what everything goes off of. Everything's about who gets hot when, who's not hot when, and it, everything in baseball is a snowball. Everything in game, in season, in weeks, everything is a snowball. It's just it's it. It was tough. I I put the game on for the first time in a while today. I sat down and I watched, and then the back to back home runs against Tommy Canley happened, and we're down by a run. And I know that there's no shot we're coming back from it. That's the part that's not super fun right now, you know. Um, 
But I did you hear about the Brian Cashman press conference yesterday, Wednesday? Oh, baby, I've got some quotes that I can't wait to read to you, Scotty. And I just want to get your reaction after all of them. I think I, I think I might have heard one or two of them shortly, but let's nothing. start off. Um somebody Brian Cashman is here speaking to reporters and he just called the season a disaster, something nobody would have predicted. We're quote. We're going to evaluate it all. Unfortunately, we're going to have some time to do that. Honestly, kind of iconic to say that that way. Yeah. Like, kind of. He's also not wrong. Like, he's totally not wrong. Um, my next one, um, these are pulled, like, from a variety of SNY, Yankees, and Max Goodman, so credit to those who are watching and pulling quotes. But this one, quote, it's been a disaster this season. It's definitely a shock. Certainly, I don't think anybody on our side of the fence, from our player group, from our coaches, our manager, or even outside the organization, would have predicted this on the Yankees losing streak. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd hope that nobody would predict that. Someone's just sitting there like, ooh, I know that the Yankees are going to go on a nine games. Someone's sitting there. I know the Yankees are going to lose nine in a row at some point this year. Somebody in office is like, this team team loses nine in a row. (laughs) The analytics guy, he's like, you will have one of the best teams on paper. However, you will go on the worst losing streak this decade has seen. Um, This one, this is the one that I really want to hear your thoughts on. Quote, I think Booney's doing everything he can possibly do, just like all of us. If you're doing everything, look, if you're going to try to bail out one of you, you either bail out yourself or you bail out Boone. Those are the only decisions right there. You can't bail out both of you guys. You could say, yo, look, Boone's doing his best. He just is in a shitty spot. You can say Boone's doing bullshit. I'm giving him this fucking eighty billion dollar team right here, and he's not doing anything with it. You can't go and decide to bail out you and him, because then later he's asked to the fans that are calling for Brian Cashman's job. Right, Cashman said it comes with the territory, and that owner Hal Steinbrenner wants answers. "Quote: We're all going to be evaluated. Nobody is happy here. We're better than this." I hope so. I fucking hope so. You can't just say that. You got to do it. Because then he goes, I don't think there's anyone on this planet that felt that the New York Yankees, as constructed leaving spring training, wasn't a playoff contending team, which I think we borderlined on. Me and you, we were like, we'll be a a borderline team. Shit happens. We have a mess on our hands. Is that what somebody who, right, Steinbrenner gives you, like you just said, an 80 bajillion dollar team. And he just goes, shit happens. He, and you're ten, you're ten games out of the wild card. You're ten games out of the wild card. You're not, you're not just missing the playoffs because every other team is being good around you. It's one thing for us to to miss the playoffs by a game, game and a half because you know you have all the other AL East teams being. The one thing that's crazy, sorry, the one thing that's crazy, we would be winning the AL Central. But you're right. right. You have to be able to compete in division. Like it, but like that's also still the whole. That's the whole point of the wild card. It, it, you're, we're not even competing with the wild card right now. 
We're like close with the A's. We are technically we are technically the third place out of the wild card. But we are 10 games. The team above us is the Red Sox at three and a half. And they, they just beat the Astros 17 to one. The Yankees have not scored 17 runs in their last like three fucking series collectively. We are te- so we are 10 games out of the wild card. The you would have to go all the way down to the Chicago White Sox, who are 21 games. You have that that is the next like far milestone. Mm-hmm. The Guardians are half a game behind us in the wild card. The Tigers are two and a half behind us. Embarrassing. Embarrassing, embarrassing, embarrassing. And I don't know. <clears throat> like you said, right? You're either gonna blame Boomy, Boomy, Booney, right? And and you know that that's a call on his job, or you're gonna take it on the chin and hope that you keep your job. I don't know if you saw this. I saw one thing about this, and I don't even know if the source is positive or like definite, or if it was just like a Twitter rumor, but we've seen how Twitter rumors carry. Um Derek Jeter to be the next GM of the Yankees. Who says no? No, look, it's not. It's something that I just don't know about. I don't know how GMing works enough to be able very to true. Say that. I I wouldn't be able to come up with another you, viable option of like who he would be interviewing against. But I think I. I don't know if I would want him as my GM because of not that I know, I know the moves panned out, but the knee jerk reaction after of Derek Jeter going to Miami and everything that he did was a little frightening. And I don't know if Derek Jeter would want to do that in a group that he's already very popular with. You know what I mean? Um, but it would be nice to have somebody with really, really solid baseball sense. It would, but at the same, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying right now is is you're looking at there are only so at the moment, Bleach Report reported there are three GMs currently who are ex big leaguers. Now I want to mm-hmm. make sure this is actually recent. There were two in football because I wanted to look and football came up first. Oh, sorry, this is even right. This was super long ago. So there have been three ever. No, no, no that was from 2011. So that was the active in 2011. So I'm pulling it up right now, and I'm finding all of them again. So this is the list of GMs and their baseball career. Brian the... Cashman played until he was 11. Dodgers, Brandon Gomes played 2011-2015. Sam Fold of the Phillies, 2007-2015. And the Rangers, Chris Young, 2004-2017. Those are three GMs that played. A lot of them did play in the minors. And the three of them are still currently GMs? I would assume so. Just look at those three teams for me. Sorry. Good teams. (laughs) But wait, I want to see again what they are. So the Dodgers and Brandon Gomes just took over GM. January 18th, 2022. Okay. So that one you can't really count. Sam Fold is legit. I'd say somewhat legit. December 22nd, 2020. So he's only. And he's with, sorry, correct. With the Phillies. That... They and went, then they went to the, the World Rangers Series. Like, might on. be a legit one as well. Chris Young, December 4th, 2020. 
that especially with the right the moves that they made for Simeon and Seeger last year, the moves that they made this offseason. Who'd have thought that what's his fit Degrom would explode for like the nine hundredth time? That's a ticking time bomb that they gambled on. But other than that, right, the Rangers went from a team you made jokes about, right? The Rangers were the past Yankees at this point. Goddamn. Um, and and I don't think that there's actually enough data to prove the benefits of having somebody with major like with professional baseball experience. Yeah, as yeah that's, that's, and that's like those three are relatively are are still relatively new. Even two thousand, yeah, the twenty twenty ones are still so you relatively seen new. Draft prospects working out and really like their their classes have not been pulled up. But yeah. it is, I think it's something that could be interesting to keep an eye on. Yeah. I don't know. At this point, it the bet it seems like the only way to win games is to have Aaron Judge hit every single at bat. And that's unfortunately he's not gonna hit a home run every time he gets up. He also like today, his second at bat, uh, they weren't throwing to him and he swung at a pitch outside of the zone and he popped up and he was Clearly angry. And yes, he could be angry at himself for chasing a pitch. But, right, he has the pressure already of being Aaron Judge, of now being a Jordan athlete that was announced, of being the captain of major, of, of the captain of Major League Baseball, yeah, the captain of the Yankees, a face of Major League Baseball. And then, oh, let's also add on that you're carrying your entire team's offense on your back. Logically, that's going to affect his offensive performance. And right today, Thursday, Glaber Torres added in by hitting a home run. Sure, but it's just it we doesn't mean... take away from exactly what everybody else did. Exactly, what it's just overall. Um, this is terrible for me to say as a Yankee fan, but I can't wait for playoff baseball. Yeah, I I can't wait to be able to watch baseball completely, like emotionally less invested I say as I'm going to watch the Braves and cry if something bad happens to them um <laughs> um but it's just not been fun no right? do you have anything else Yankee related um no I don't think so what have you got amongst the wild Okay, well, let's. I know you ga- you gather that let's, stuff let's way better than me. Let's start with the biggest thing that's going on. Shohei Otani has a torn UCL, but he a is getting it judged by a different professional, see if he needs to go through Tommy John or not, and B will be continuing playing and plans to come to New York and play purely as a DH. This is look. This is the first time I I saw something come up on my Instagram from uh, Mr. Ben Verlander. Oh my god! Was, no, but like I watched it and like I I was like, dang, this guy's got a damn good point. The Angels truly overused him. 
Not yeah. only oh, you, could oh, say, yeah, yeah. you could say, oh, yeah, whatever. They wasted his career. No, they Sorry. truly overused him. There are so many days where it's Otani gets pulled because of soreness. He's tired. He's fatigued. No, the man is breaking down. His last, <laughs> like, four or five starts, I've gotten a Otani leaves start early due to fatigue. Or they're like, oh, he's, it's not an IL stint, but he's tired. And it's like, yeah, he's working 90, like, 80% of the pitches and events that are happening in the game, he is involved in, you know, all he gets is like a little bit of downtime physically when he's right, when somebody else is hitting, but you're still mentally in the game as a pitcher. And that's fucking exhausting. It's, yeah. And it it's that. And then it's that they're using him and, and they're saying it's, they're saying it's fatigue. That could just yeah. be the angels saying stuff. Yeah. That's what the Angels are putting out. That's not what Shohei's saying. Or that's maybe what the Angels are telling Shohei to say. The amount of distrust we have in every single other organization because of the Yankees is so Just funny. the damn Angels. Just just for something like that. In situation. We're like, I don't believe anything these billionaires are saying. It is. It, it's. I mean, as I said, it could be a second Tommy John for Shohei. And... He is not going to pitch for the rest of the season, no duh. Um, and, and I mean, it maybe it'll give him more time to go and focus on his offense. Maybe he'll be a better offensive player, um, because he's not having to worry about pitching and losing at bats due to fatigue. But it's still, I mean, a illuminates him from Cy Young, which anybody if anybody huge window for Garrett Cole. I still don't think. Yeah, I still don't think he would have won over Garrett Cole, but. Yeah, but uh, just, I just feel like it makes it easier because I feel like you're yeah. always going to have those that are like, Shohei's doing both. And I think at the same time, it doesn't, it still doesn't change anything for his MVP. No. I still don't think it changes his odds there. Yeah. but Because I think, of how far ahead he was of anybody else in the AL. I think the question here is, did the Angels just screw Shohei Otani out of millions of dollars in free agency? Because people are realizing which I feel like logically they should have realized, but this is like so blatantly in their face that he's not going to be sustainable as both. But at the same time as even that is, it's not just that he got like, he's getting taken out of millions of dollars. He's going to be taken out of hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of millions of, millions of dollars. Whoever takes him, he's a free agent this year. If this is a Tommy John UCL, that is taking him out of a whole season next year. He would only be a DH next year, exactly. But even that, he still has to go through the surgery and recovery. Uh, he still has to well, go through the surgery and yeah. recovery. And I guess and he would a general surgery, and he could do the whole thing. I mean, Bryce Harper was out with a UCL, and, and it took, it took like, what, three months into the season when he got it in November? Yes, but Bryce Harper is playing first base. He's not playing right field. He's not throwing. Well, no, at least I'm saying when he if Shohei wants to come back and DH. Oh, to hit. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but then you wonder, would they rush him back because he needs to pitch? I think I think whatever team is paying him will most likely dollars. choose to get him back as soon as possible and be, hey, we'll take... Because I think at that point, they will go and put him on the normal schedule of going and, you know, Tommy John normally takes about an entire season. So if they go and get him on it, I I, I don't know the decision that Shohei will make at the end of the season. No. Yeah. If he will get it immediately or wait for his contract to get it. But it will go and, I mean, whoever he gets his Tommy John, 
he then will have to wait an entire year or whatever, be two months, three months into the season, and then be able to play, can't throw because he'll have the arm thing on. And then maybe that's a whole other year from there until he pitches. But I think that the offensive impact that Shohei has mm-hmm. is something that you can't just be like, no, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait oh, for yeah, that. Yeah. We'll wait for your, your 12-year career. We'll make an 11-year. I mean, Michael K was talking about it today, and I think he made a very good point, is that like, when do you eventually have that conversation with Shohei of like, you're going to need to pick, like, not that you're going yeah. to need to, but like, you're going to need to, to make your career last that length you're gonna need to pick if you want to pitch or if you want to hit and Kay made a really great point in that we've seen that Shohei is athletic enough and capable of being a good outfielder right he's not going to be a Mookie Betts he's not going to be an Aaron Judge outfielder but he will be a tolerable outfielder if if that's something that if he doesn't want to go down the John Carlos Stanton path of just being a DH I think that people would I don't think people would pay 800 million dollars for just a DH but I think that he could right you you know he needs to figure out if if when and and if he makes that transition into just being one yeah and it's really interesting because I thought about it and I was like oh maybe you know it's a fine line between what he chooses because it's not like either will restrict his playing time. It's not like, yeah. you know, I, I thought about it in my head. I was like, Oh, maybe he will go for pitching because you know, you have like the Verlanders, the Scherzers, they're older and they're still pitching really well. Nelson Cruz is still hitting home runs at 97, but <laughs> I mean, it's, I guess it, 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 it doesn't, I don't think either of them will really affect his longevity, but exactly that he will need to choose one eventually there's no way the body can hold up with what he's doing on both sides for long and you see right i saw a tweet today it was like in it was a quote tweet of the announcement that show i had right what whatever it's not is it a torn ucl i don't know why yeah. i feel like that. yeah is that the level of baseball that we are living and experiencing today the human body is not actually capable of playing at that level Right. That's why we're seeing so many more dramatic and huge injuries like all of these UCLs, like Mike Trout also going right back onto the IL. Yeah. Right. Um, we're just we're playing at such a high level now and you can't roll back to before now to playing in a, a softer. Right. Guys built like Babe Ruth level of baseball. We're going to continue to play at a higher and higher level. But you're right, for you to have a career the length of Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, they were never running the bases. They were never swinging a bat. Nelson Cruz was swinging four times, you know, getting four at-bats. Not running bases either. Uh... Not running the bases either, right? He was taking at-max probably like 20 swings a game. That That's not going to take it out of you as if you're pitching seven innings and then hitting all nine. So pitching seven throwing, let's say, 100 pitches and also hitting four times, Yeah, your your physical body, you're just going to be destroyed. Now, I do just want to say this. <laughs> this is the mentality I've had about Shohei forever. Does I take him out of a greatest of all time conversation depending on what happens with this UCL? 
that's my that's my thing is people are like oh look Shohei is doing a, such a higher level than Babe Ruth does and I was like but like Shohei is still at the beginning of his career for you to be like oh best two way to ever play he's played two seasons as a true two way yep also and I think I that like, the term not, again, just I will never say it is not me saying like oh Shohei is not that no I mean, of course. Shohei, I, I, Shohei. I, yeah, I'm never... Did you see the kid in the Little League World Series who was like, who's your favorite superhero? And he put Shohei Otani. Yeah. But like, at the same time, I was I had always had that mentality of like, let's see him do this. Consistently. And this could be a very major thing to do that. But I feel like even if this UCL could take him out of being a pitcher forever, people will be like, but if that didn't happen... If that didn't happen, it would have been it would have been the best ever. He still should be the best ever. And you're like, but it it's happened. Like, there if, are so many careers that were cut short. That if Derek Rose didn't tear his ACL, things look different. If Lou Gehrig doesn't get ALS, things get different. Hey, you can wind that bad. If if Pip doesn't have a headache one time, you never see Lou Gehrig, right? Things happen right. very much for a reason. I'm a big fan of the butterfly effect, and things happen for a reason. And I don't like I don't like running ifs. I run. I run when, and yeah, yeah. And I, it, I, if he did it for seven years, eight years, nine years, sure, 100%. we can have that conversation. Scotty is frightened of the outside. No, it's just so weird because it rained. It like poured for two minutes, stopped, and then it was starting to rain again. We haven't had but rain if, here. Yet. But if he did it for. Maybe not if even he did it for like even like even like five, five years. Then hundred percent that's a conversation that can be had. Yes. And people are like the whole comparison of, of him and, and and Babe Ruth are like, yeah, well Babe Ruth did both for a year and he really only started like five times. And I'm like, well Troy pitched and hit for two like he's at this is his third year, I think, where he's actually done both. Yeah, which and it's not a full year because he's done pitching. Yeah. I mean, granted, he's probably missing two starts, maybe three starts, but still, it is, I I agree. I think that his ability, it it is a big, the timing of this is difficult. And can make you question everything in the Angels organization. Yes. Scotty's ultimate. Scotty's ultimate message to everybody is don't trust a bitch. That's an organization. <laughs> don't trust, don't trust the organization. anybody with a lot of money. It's not downpouring again. Have you got anything else on Shohei? Uh not on Shohei, no. But I have a little thing on the Angels. Oh, he said I've got I've got more on those little halos. So as you said, Mike Trout gets hurt first first game back. That's honestly not even what I want to talk about. What I wanted to talk about was that the the Angels called up their called up Nolan uh, Chanel. Mm-hmm. He got drafted in the first round this year. Played twenty one games in the minors and is called up. Oh, uh, you're like ah, that's, that's really cool. That's the third time. That's so the Angels called up Zach Neto immediately. He's hurt. They called up um. I forget his dang name every time. The reliever that throws really hard. I always think it's Bryce, but it's not Bryce. It's something similar. It's in my brain somewhere, but I don't have it. (laughs) Um, They called him up. He's hurt. 
if you really want to keep going, he's not as young, but Logan Ohapi got called up. He's hurt. He's hurt. I think Ohapi just came back. Yeah, I think, uh, so. I think he had a home That's run. That's why they back or something like that. What does what position does Ohapi play again? Catcher. Catcher. Neto's the shortstop. Neto's the shortstop. Yeah. Okay, I because I remember hurt. that they released Dejong. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. Called Dejong, who was then picked up by the Giants. Yes. Correct. Um. All right. I'm just. I'm trying to. Yeah, the, just, I mean, really, the, the Angels lineup is a little bit cloudy to me sometimes. Sorry, I do not blame you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I really just wanted to bring up, uh, you know, a guy in the 2023 class got called up. And you're like, oh, that's cool, and then you realize the Angels. You're like, oh wow, they're just kind of doing they're scrambling. Else. They're scrambling. Um, they had like the Yankees gave them like a small glimmer, whisper of hope that they could make the playoffs. And yeah. all came crashing down. It was really cool in his first game, I believe. Schnell, Chanel, um, hit a triple. Shohei Otani hit a grand, uh, grand slam. Mm-hmm. The Angels lost nine to six. Yep. Just, just, just um, the best. Let's see, other Angels things. I have. Do I... Oh, if you don't have any, if. I have I have one Angels thing. They did have have a triple play against the Rays. Yes, that was the Line same drive to short, second and first. That was the same day that uh, Otani hit a grand slam, and that guy hit a triple, and they got a triple play, and they still lost. And they still lost. Yep, it's very borderline very impressive. Good. Yeah, you know very it doesn't good. suck to be a Yankee fan right now. Yeah, it does. But we're not Angels fans. And that's something to be grateful for. Imagine we are an Angels podcast, Scotty. What? Just, uh, we, I think right now we'd be crying. I don't think we You just have like, like, it's just an hour of silence and just like someone like every now and then just like. But I, I think, I think all throughout the year, it'd just be a Shohei podcast. Be like, oh my God. Yeah. 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 It, actually, actually, if you just read ben verlander's twitter that's exactly what it would sound like <laughs> not wrong um i've got some if you are are you done with the angels sorry that was, I yeah just that's all to, the angels things just to loop back to our big topic of last week in wander franco have you seen any any of what I'm? Missing? I haven't really seen anything about it. No. Okay, so he's been placed on the administrative leave as the league authorities and the Dominican Republic investigates his alleged relationships. Um, so I'm gonna re- I we talked about how his punishment may be similar to Trevor Bowers. This is a piece that Passin wrote for free to ESPN, which was very nice because sometimes he does not give access to everybody i'll do it in the locked version but though mlb has unilateral has the unilateral ability to place a player on administrative leave a player can challenge it and within 24 hours a neutral arbitrator would determine whether the league has presented quote credible information regarding the allegations or whether the player rejoining his team would cause quote significant disruption this was not the case with franco MLB and the MLBPA agreed to place Franco on leave until Franco. I always say Franco like the fucking actors. Franco on leave, quote, until further notice, which differs from the treatment of Trevor Bauer's case in which the renewal of administrative 
administrative leave became a Friday evening recurrence. Franco will, for the time being at least, allow the investigative process to play out while he stays off the field. So he did not challenge it. He just kind of took it. But according to, I'm su- subscribed to the gist, gist, not the gist, the gist, which um I think is a great source. It's a sports newsletter written by women. Um. And this was on Wednesday. Major League Baseball placed Tampa Bay Rays sensation Wander Franco on paid administrative leave. Just I, I mean, I thought I thought that that was when they I forgot if it was paid or not initially, but I knew they had him on leave. You know, initially, I know I think I did know that they that he was he was getting paid. I did not. I, I knew that we last week we were back and forth on trying to figure out if he would be or not. The restricted list you're not paid on, mm-hmm. but him now being on administrative leave, I'd imagine he's not getting his same salary of a quarter of a bajillion dollars every day. Um, but he is still receiving Major League Baseball money, which I personally gives me the heebie-jeebies is um, my best way to put it. I'm going to be honest with on Wander's side. I, no matter the situation, what he knows or whatever, I think I wouldn't challenge it because it doesn't matter. Challenging it makes you're on leave or you're on the restricted list. It's it's not also challenging it. It's it. it, It's probably just makes it so much more complicated. And he's like, honestly, if I chat, it's not worth challenging it because there is so much going into it already. They're like also. He hasn't said anything. He hasn't made any sort of statements. He hasn't been, I believe, even seen anywhere. And if the first thing, the first opinion or news that came from his camp was him challenging the investigation, that immediately puts you point of zero return, right? There are going to be, if he magically is not guilty here, he will eventually return to public favor, just like how Tatis has, because he is a young sensation in baseball, right? We talked about Tatis and we're like, oh my God, can you believe that this guy did this right? A young face of baseball, how dare he? But now I'm like, I have gone back to London to watch what he was. Baseball, right? Nothing happened. And even you saw it with Domingo Herman, who wasn't even like internet like nationally famous, right? He gets the longest suspension for domestic violence, but that is never mentioned in terms of his perfect game. I know that it's a much, much smaller kind of scope, but if from a, right, my PR brain is kind of running now. If Franco had come out and challenged the investigation you enter the absolute, absolute, even the crazies point of no return that people will like you after that. And it's not even, oh, I need people to be fans of me. It's, oh, I need to hope that if I don't challenge it, when this goes back to the Players Association, if I'm allowed to be elected back into playing baseball, I need to be able to have some people in my corner who could maybe lean towards allowing me to play again, right? It's just, 
it's gross. And and that's all I have to say is that it's gross. What else have you got, Scotty? Because yeah, I have well, one I other thing saw, which I know you have. So I'll I just wait. saw this thing on Twitter from Codify. And it was how they need to finish to match last year's record. And so it goes through every team and what they have to do to finish the year to get the last year's record. The Reds, Nationals, and Rangers can lose every single game for the rest of the year and still have a better record than they did last year. Play for them. The Astros, Yankee, Cardinals, and Mets could win out and have a worse record than they did the entire year. I just want to let you know, that puts into perspective that right now, um, the Oakland Athletics have to go 24-11 and 11 to have the same record they did last year. So they're worse. They're, they're, it's going to be worse, but it's still impressive with how bad they are that they have a chance of getting the same record they did last year. That I just want to put that in perspective. I, um, I want to say um, at the beginning of the year, I don't know if we talked about this, right at the beginning of the baseball year was when I first um, dipped my toe into online betting, of which I have now given up on because it made me feel like I didn't know baseball because I confidently assumed that the New York Yankees would win more than 95 and a half games. To do that right now, we'd have to win 35 games, which feels, correct me if I'm wrong, Scotty, impossible. Yep. Yeah. Very impossible. Yeah. But But go ahead. Continue through that. Sorry. To continue, uh, since we were just talking about the Angels was really the intention there, and then you had to go on your thing. uh, I just want to talk about the money I'm losing, because I'm also losing money on betting that Manny Machado would be at LMVP. That's on me. I don't do that one. That's on me. Um, You're going to split the pot. It's fine. uh, I want to head north of the Angels, same division, but the Seattle Mariners. They're hot. They're hot. We spoke about at the end of last episode, Julio Rodriguez. Oh my had God. Nine hits in 24 hours. He extended that so much to the point where he had a new major league world record or world, a new major league record with 17 hits across four games. That went along with a later eight game win streak. The second eight game win streak. The Seattle Mariners has had in the month of August. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. <laughs> In so between August 15th and August 22nd, so in six games, there is the list of Julio Rodriguez and his stats before and after. So he went from a 256 to a 278 batting average, a 319 OPS or OBP to a 336, 432 slugging to 462 slugging, and a 751 to a 798 OPS. His batting average jumped 22 points in six games. I believe at one point it was he had 17 hits across six games. Mm-hmm. The Yankees as a team as a whole had 17 hits across six games. Yeah. Well, it was a four games, I think. It was a 17. Oh, oh even better. It was four. Cool, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, I had to play him in fantasy. <laughs> of course, you did. Um, yeah, no, Seattle is becoming hot right now. Um, they are a team to watch out for. They currently hold the um second or sorry, the first no, the second um wild card spot, second of three. Um actually exactly even with the Houston Astros behind them. So right now, as I said, you have Tampa Bay Rays at 
six games over the wild card. Seattle Mariners, Houston Astros at the equal mark. And the Toronto Blue Jays are only a game and a, or a game behind. Honestly, the AL East, AL West are <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. And then the Yankees. And then there's the A's. But, hmm. Everybody's got their weak spot. Yeah. Well, the AL West also has the Angels. So we're 10 and a half. But that's whatever. Um, Let's see. Along with that, uh, Luis Castillo against the White Sox um, threw 47 consecutive fastballs. And it, it worked. He went. <laughs> it was like I don't even know what to say to that. Using forty-seven consecutive fastballs, which is generally about half of your total pitches, ninety-four pitches. He probably got a little higher than that, but forty-seven of them, and that it was in seven innings of one-hit ball, striking out nine. I. Where can we get one of those? Is that Castillo, is that Castillo being good or the White Sox being bad? Probably a cool combination of both. White Sox just clean the house. Sorry? Yes, I was about to get White to Sox that. Along with the White Sox, yeah, they they fired executives Kenny Williams and Rich Han. Hannah? Han. H-A-H-N. The second H is really throwing me off there. Yeah, that second H is in a weird spot. So, yeah, White Sox, bad. Um, White Sox equal bad. I just want to go one more thing that is the Mariners, but also isn't the Mariners. Julio Rodriguez. I mean, we just spoke. We speaking about him. Look, he did so good. Seventeen hits in four games. He's a part of the twenty twenty club. Twenty home runs, twenty stolen bases for the second year in a row. Bobby Witt is also a part of that. Bobby Witt and Julio Rodriguez. Somebody's got to get Bobby Witt out of Kansas City. Y'all are both. You know, now they're sophomores in their sophomore year. Both went 2020 in their Bobby, Bobby Witt's got to get out season and their sophomore season. He's got to get out. Has spoken to Bobby Witt all year. Bobby. I think we talked about him during the World Baseball Classic because we were, but mostly in a what the fuck is he doing here? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, I mean, just, just wanted to bring up that Bobby Witt exists. <laughs> um, he is quite anyway. good and he, like, does not deserve. The Royals, or oh, sorry, not back, really. other way around. The Royals don't deserve. Really Along with that, though, sticking on the Royals, Zach Granke shut. Uh, sorry, struck out his one thousandth twenty third different batter, which puts him, which passes Roger Clemens and puts him fourth all time on most different batters struck out. It does help that he played for about twenty seven years. For about so there are different the teams. three people above him are Greg Maddox at one thousand forty nine, Randy Johnson at one thousand one hundred and twenty three, and Nolan Ryan at one thousand one hundred and eighty two. So, so I think he he has a chance at Maddox. He has he has a chance if he has one more season and he gets a few starts in September. I because don't the know. biggest thing is September call ups are going to give him a lot. True, of opportunity. very true. It's all about. End of season, beginning of season. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's got one more year in him. Yeah, but I mean, it's a pot. He's not going to get a hundred more. I mean, there's only probably about a hundred people, I'd assume, who get a debut 
in the MLB. Like they're so and it has to be when playing the Royals on his with a Zach Greinke start. Yeah, it it is. It's a very small window. Yeah, um, and they and and they have to strike out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, With a guy who's losing his stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just a, a little a, a super impressive, very small detail. Um uh, let's see where to go next. We can go to I'm trying to I'm trying to think my way around here. The Nationals, because we're talking about a bad team in Kansas City. Let's talk about another bad team in the Nationals. They are to sign Dave Martinez to a two-year extension. I think they did already. Oh yeah, they yeah they did. They did. Um. So yeah, uh, Dave Martinez gets a little extension there. I mean, Dave Martinez. Um, one of the best performances of a toss out this year when he laid on home plate. Some yeah. of the best work. And at the same time, you could say, "Oh wow, bad decision." Um, you know, bad team. They're a rebuilding team. And this I mean, second CJ, half, they have done super well. August, CJ Abrams, they have, they've crafted CJ Abrams into a very good shortstop, both offensively and defensively, mm-hmm. and and they are they're putting together right. I don't think the Nationals right. They don't go into a season with the same expectations that a lot of East Coast teams go into the season with, right? Yeah. But I think they're doing better than they expected to be doing at this point. Yeah, no, there's there's no way around that. I mean, they've done super they've done a lot better than they expected. I think their two biggest points right now need to be pitching. And that's uh-huh. both starting and relieving. They have nothing. Yes. Yeah. You have Patrick Corbin. I mean, you have Mackenzie Gore, who's a very legit pitcher. But then you have like Patrick Corbin as your number two. Who's just not huh? been good since the World Series. Um and then the final thing about the Nats Because their pitching is final, going down the voodoo drain. A final a Final, final, I guess, con- confirmation yeah. is that Steven Strasburg plans to retire. I thought he did. Or was it just I that he wasn't he talked, I think he talked about if he could not come back, then he was done. And I think that this is just the confirmation. Uh, the, the one thing that I will always, and this is why I'll never get rid of Twitter, is the way that people so quickly pull up people's like debuts and like certain performances like you just had to be there when steven strasberg was pitching yeah especially in the playoffs it it reminds me honestly he seems i mean i know they're not built the same or like the same style pitcher at all but it feels energy wise very similar to spencer strider where you're like oh fuck yeah like, I mean, you're looking, yeah, you're looking at somebody who was better than Scherzer at points. Yeah, he was, he was disgustingly good, and and just unstoppable, really. Yeah, and it, it's so upsetting to see. Right, I think I correct me if I'm wrong, and I might be getting him mixed up with someone else, but he's pretty sure there was. Bad surgery done at one yeah. point, and not that you wish that on anybody, but God, don't you wish that happened to some nobody from 
the Rockies instead of someone who could have been so fucking good. Yeah. Um. But it it. I'm glad that he's kind of realized it instead of just continuing to fight his body too. He fought his body for enough years to just yeah. kept fighting back. <laughs> just kept they were at odds. Um, I actually found out that I did have one more Nationals thing. Oh, wow. Um, so the Nationals went and saw the Phillies um, just a few days ago. They played in the, the Little League game together. Well, yes, they did. But before that, um, so yeah, that was one cool thing. The Nationals won that. But before that, the Nationals went and faced Michael Lorenzen for the second time and that was the second time since nine days prior when Michael Lorenzen threw a no-hitter against them. And the Nationals put up seven runs against him. Well, they saw enough pitches from him before. So. They took it very personal. <laughs> they took it very personal. And you know what? Um, I took that personally. They did. <laughs> um, and to go and talk about their opponent real quick in the Phillies... Um, Trey Turner Ugh. was the sixth player to record uh, multiple home runs in a single inning off the same pitcher in the expansion era. So since 1961, he is the sixth player to do that, which is impressive. That is like, look, that sounds like a lot. That sounds like an ESPN stat. That is just two home runs in the same inning. Yeah, off the off the off the same pitcher like that. But his performance since he got a standing O from Phillies fans has yeah. been off the charts. He he's been what they paid for. To put it simply. Yeah, like he he struggled a little. Philly fans did what Yankee fans can't and that is stand behind a player that they paid a lot of money for. Uh, <laughs> um and and he's really been exactly you're right, everything he paid for. But yeah. we also, when when they signed that contract, we were not worried about Trey Turner this year, next year, or the next three years. No. We were worried about Trey Turner in seven years, eight years. Yeah, nine. well, we weren't worried about Trey Turner this year, and then the season started, and we were like, oh, maybe we worry about Trey Turner a little bit. <laughs> no, the the when you start to question Trey Turner is in seven years from now, when he's like, yeah, I can't steal second like I used to. But yeah, he's doing well right now, which is fine. Yes. Because he, um, I, I, my one friend hates Trey Turner. Soph hates Trey Turner. I don't know what the fuck, why. Well, she's a Padres fan and he was a Dodger. I'm thinking that's why. But not even um, that long. No, but I I love Trey Turner. I think he's great. I will forever love Trey Turner ever since Anthony Rendon left the Nationals and he threw the t-shirt out that had Anthony Rendon's face on it. That is like, <laughs> that is like burned in my brain and I will never amount to that amount of like petty and I wish I could. So he is my idol. Um, to stick with the NL East for our third team is, I'm just gonna say the Braves. There's plenty to talk about for the for the Braves. Let's start with the smaller of the two things that I have to say about them, and that is that they have seven people in the 20 plus home run club on their team. That is Sean Murphy, Acuna, uh, Marcelo Zuna, Austin Riley, Ozzy Albies, Maddles, Eddie Rosario. 
disgusting. First of all, didn't know Marcelo Zuno or Eddie Rosario could hit the ball out of the park. But... Well, 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 Marcelo Zuna can hit a few things, so I'd imagine he could hit That's... a <laughs> Um, but honestly, I'm I, I can't say I've heard much about Eddie Rosario this year, but you know that that. No, he's never... But also, you're on a team that like every other fucking guy is making headlines. Yeah. Yeah, you have yeah. to do something freakishly ridiculous to outshine Matt Olson, who's now in the running for home run champ this year, right? It gets yes, it's a little hard to make yourself stand out on a team like that. So, to put this in perspective: you have catcher, outfielder, DH, third base, second base, first base, outfielder. That's literally your entire starting lineup. Yeah. You're missing your shortstop. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. You're missing an outfielder and a shortstop. And that is that is the only two positions that you are currently missing. And your shortstop was still an all-star. So And a guy that like you didn't write like not that they I mean, I'm sure they had a plan, but it was like, we'll put this guy at shortstop and hope it works out. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It, yeah, they weren't somebody who you were like, yeah, this is this is a guy we spent millions of dollars on. Yeah, they were just a guy who around, who was around, and I want to see there. I'm gonna look at their look at their stats right now to see how far away the rest of their lineup is from 20. So let's see this. Oh, I'm on the wrong. How the hell did I get to the wrong team so far? I got two pages into the wrong team. I was looking, and I was like, oh, 20 home runs. Who was that? And I was like, Alex Bregman. What the Alex, Alex Bregman. What the hell? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I want to see, because there's seven of them with 20 right now. Of course, Matt Olsen is in the lead with 43, um, which is absurd. Yes, but sir. you have Eddie Rosario and Sean Murphy both are at 20. Uh, Orlando RC is at 14 and Michael Harris is at 11. So you have it's six tough. coming from one from your shortstop. Yeah. You go and, and reach your 20. And then Michael Harris most likely won't do it at nine left. But yeah, um, you never know. You With that team, you do never know. But yeah, no, that's just an insane stat. Uh, and that just kind of shows what they're doing to the point where. The Atlanta Braves had their 11, uh, 11,000th franchise win. Yes. Which is just a really insane it's number. A, it's, and at it's the same not time, puts you in perspective, because guess what? There are five teams with 11,000 franchise wins. The I Braves, did not realize that the Yankees were not one of them. Yeah, the Yankees are not one of them, which is really shocking. I'm really interested to like, see how much they have. Right, it's the Braves, it's the, the Braves, the Giants, the Dodgers, the Cubs, and the Cardinals, which again all are super historic teams. So it makes you sense. Want, like how far are the Yankees and how far are like the Sox? So what I am just looking right now is the Yankees started in 1903, which is 15 years earlier than most of these other teams because they were the Brooklyn Dodgers and then there were all these other things. So like they weren't directly the Yankees enough to, I guess, the, total the, the Mets, the not the Mets. The Red Sox only have 9,863 total wins. Let me try to see if I can find it. I'm going to hope that they have it on. Uh... 
I found that on baseball reference. Okay. The Yankees, 10,662. Okay. So we're. Logically, we should get there in our lifetime, but if we play like this, then we won't. No, we should, Lex, because that is, that is what? Eight years at 50 games? Less than that? I don't know. Neither of us do math. 600, right? 660, you said? 662, yeah. So at 50 games a year, next year be 700. I'm sorry, not even next year. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess like a whole whole year from now, we should have 50 wins. Um, oh, no, I see your for, math. I see your 700, math. 700, 750, 800, 850, 900, 950. It's, that's seven years from now. Yeah, okay. So we'll be seeing in the next, hopefully next five. Five to six. Hopefully. Um, unless the league implodes. <laughs> what what else? How much else have you got? Um, I actually did have a lot. I'll just run through it quickly. Emmanuel Class A had his 100th career save. Great for him. He's like 26. That's fine. Um, Jose Altuve hit his 2,000th career hit. I hate that um, little gremlin. Yeah, but he's so fucking good. He's fucking good at baseball. Um, and then Orioles A's. There was a home run that got stuck in the foul pole in left field, which is impressive. Super impressive. And, like, sometimes and you think that series, everything has happened. Like, you think everything's happened, and then shit like that happens. That happens. You're like, no, no, there's no way that's happened before. <laughs> uh, and then Jorge Mateo got an inside-the-park home run, which isn't actually super impressive in that field, I'm going to be honest. That's yeah. kind of a field where I expected that to happen. And then yeah. finally, something we didn't talk about Yankee-wise, but it has been confirmed that the Little League Classic next year will be Yankees versus Tigers. I forgot about that. Which, we when I first heard that, I thought it was a joke. Weird pair. Weird pairs, and I thought it was a joke because both teams are bad. <laughs> but I don't think the Yankees are begging on being bad next year. The, t- so. the Tigers! Ooh, they might be. Um, Yeah, it is a funky... Like, I, I think I read that, and I was like, that's not true. Like, that's not true. Yeah. I had they to see like, it reached twice. into a hat and pulled two names out, and they were like, sure. I had to I had to see it twice to believe it. This AL East and NL Central team, that's the hot, hot drama we need. But, but yeah, it that be, is but all that I have. The one thing I have one thing to say about the Little League thing, and then we'll go because I am gonna pee my pants. Um it'll be fun to see the Yankees in a fun baseball situation. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hopefully. That's what you think. <laughs> hopefully. Well, it'll be it'll hopefully it'll feel kind of like players weekend in that sense, right? Yeah. But like I said, I have to go to the bathroom, so I'm gonna leave us. But Please follow the show on whatever platform you are listening to it on. And don't forget to follow our Instagram, like I said before, pinstripe.podcast. And for Scotty, I am Lexi, and this has been the Pinstripe Podcast. Bye. Bye.